Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is My Guys of the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome into Circus Sportsbook. I'm Stormy Bonantoni. This is my guys in the desert, and we are smiling through the pain this morning. I love my bosses, but I think that today having me work, but not only have to talk about the 49ers-Rams game is some sort of cruel and unusual punishment. I'm still in my 24 hours of anger mode. Um, I realized that we had a premature 49ers funeral on the program, but I think the slow death is actually a little bit worse. I'm wearing all black with purpose today. I think the only way I'm going to get through this hour um, is that, you know, the mantra that we use here on VEASAN all the time is that good teams win, but great teams cover. And so at least even if you didn't trail me on the money line, I hope you got in on the San Francisco 49ers plus three and a half over the weekend. Just real quickly before we get into our top five, like we always start the program, I am so frustrated like the rest of America has been all season with Jimmy Garoppolo and the way that that game ended because I've been a supporter of Jimmy G and you finally had your moment. You had your moment to put away all of the naysayers, put the game and put the team on your back and lead them to victory and um, couldn't do it. Just disastrous, disastrous ending, um, troublesome situational football. And I feel terrible also just for Jaquiski Tart, Matt Stafford gift wrapping him an interception that could have really changed the momentum of the game. Instead, uh, you know, ultimately, obviously, we know the Rams went up to tie it on that drive. And then that's all she wrote. Rams win 20 to 17. Despite my bad attitude today, we do have a great show. Great guest lineup that I'm sure is going to turn this frown upside down. Jimmy Vaccaro and Vinny Maiulo of the South Point are going to talk all things on the books. And Julian Edlow of DraftKings will join us. He's got a few plays for tonight as well. And Dan Leach, our guy from the Detroit City cast, is in Vegas this week. So he's going to come in studio with us and... Um, I'm sure brag a lot about Matt Stafford. It is what it is. So, as promised, let's get to our top five. Relive the horror, starting with number one, a brief tech tickets that cashed, okay, about this 49ers-Rams game. I'll do it quick. We'll get here. Uh, Rams win, Niners cover, total goes under the 46 and a half. First time the Rams beat San Francisco over a seven-straight game stretch. The one-year anniversary anniversary rather of Matt Stafford's trade from Detroit leads three straight fourth quarter scoring drives to erase 
That 17-7 deficit, 337 yards, two touchdowns, one pick. Cooper Cup, you can't set the props high enough for this guy. Soars over the 101 it was set at 142 yards, two touchdowns himself. OBJ also had his first 100-yard game since 2019 when he was with the Browns. And Aaron Donald, three-time defensive player of the year, slammed the door shut putting that pressure on Jimmy G into the desperation throw that ultimately was picked off to seal the Rams win. Eric Weddle also led the Rams in tackle. This guy just came out of retirement. Depending on the number you got, though, Jimmy G could have gone over, actually. You know, everybody was betting the under on his pass yards prop. 232 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick for him. He could have gone over, depending on the number you got. Let's move ahead to number two, Bengals and Chiefs at Arrowhead, Kansas City. They were, of course, the seven-point favorite, total 54 and a half. The Bengals rally from down 21 to three. They win it in overtime, 27-24. Yet another Evan McPherson walk-off field goal. That's why you draft a kicker is what they're all saying. Bengals cash on the money line, plus 285. Depending on the book, Bengals were as high as 65 and 75 to one to win the AFC championship back this preseason. Who day? Um, Uncle Mo, by the way, momentum just absolutely carrying this team. Uh, incredible the way they erased that 18-point deficit. Chiefs won the toss in overtime, and it didn't matter. Mahomes ultimately finished the day with 275 yards, three touchdowns, two picks, while the winning Joe Burr, as they're calling him, I kind of matched him a little bit today. I need to get a necklace, get some ice like he had in the post game last night. 250 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick for Joe Burrow. Joe Mixon, 88 yards on the ground for Cincy, including 28 on that final 42-yard drive that ultimately won it. T. Higgins led the way for him, though, through the air, soaring over his prop with 103. On to the Super Bowl, the Bengals are for the first time since 1989. Number three in our top five ESPN's Jeremy Fowler reports, Michigan head coach Jim Harbaugh has legitimate interest in the Vikings head coaching gig. Fowler said Vikings management came away from their recent Zoom interview feeling he is ready for a return to the NFL. The first time since Harbaugh made the transition to Ann Arbor that he's entertained the idea of heading back to the bigs. The Minnesota interest has also reportedly picked up rumors that the Dolphins may get involved, but of course all speculatively, uh, speculative, especially considering the reports that we heard from Stephen Ross about not wanting to take him away from Ann Arbor. Odds are currently down for the Vikings' next head coach, but we will have to keep an eye on that market. Number four, LeBron James expected to miss at least the next six games for the Los Angeles Lakers as he rests his swollen left knee. The good news, the MRI revealed nothing more than some swelling in his knee, so it's structurally sound. The swelling likely due to some wear and tear from an 18-year career in the NBA. James has missed the last three games for LA dealing with the issue, all of which were losses. Lake Show dropped eight of their last 11 games in total. Got Portland coming up next on the schedule, but hey, look at that upcoming slate. Defending champion Bucks on the way soon. Golden State Warriors coming up in just under two weeks. Enough looking ahead. How about tonight? We've got a fun one in the NBA. Uh, 410 Pacific, 710 Eastern between the Memphis Grizzlies and Philadelphia 76ers. And all the names headlining this one. MVP favorite, Joel Embiid, who's plus 200 on the odds board. You got John Morant, who's both an MVP candidate and... Odds on favor for most improved, minus 320 out there. Uh, Jaron Jackson, who surged up from 20 to 1 to win Defensive Player of the Year after blocking every shot that come near him over the last few weeks. Grizz, four-point road favorites in Philly. Total in that one, 218. Memphis on a three-game win streak, and the 76ers on a four-game streak of success themselves. But, of course, the conversation of the day as we go back to the NFL is that 
Your Super Bowl, Super Bowl 56, is officially set. It's going to be the Rams taking on the Bengals at SoFi Stadium. What are the odds of that, by the way, that back-to-back years, the NFC champion winner ultimately gets to host the Super Bowl as well? Um, Rams across the board right now, four-point favorites against the Bengals. The total sitting at 49 money line value for the favorite LA minus 190 Cincinnati plus 160 and these are two very different teams with two very different mentalities and I want to talk a little bit about Cincinnati first because this is a team that was a hundred to one in the preseason to win this year's Super Bowl they won four games a season ago were the worst team in football two years ago Joe Burrow had a catastrophic injury and instead of upgrading the offensive line they go out and get him toys they go get jamar chase and it somehow worked it's been great and as a team they're just one that overcomes you know they overcame nine sacks a week ago there was a point this season if you look at their schedule this is a team that got beat by the jets and browns in back-to-back weeks They lost to the Bears. Joe Burrow threw three picks in a row, but they beat Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid in Arrowhead twice. They aren't supposed to be doing what they're doing. Um, It's electric. So in this game of football, you have to see to believe sometimes, and you're certainly believing in the Bengals, but can they believe enough for one more? They are a team that no doubt is playing with house money against a team that is coming in with a very different mindset. In terms of trends for Cincinnati, 13-7 and ATS on the year. 7-0 and against the number their last seven games. Includes 5-0 and as an underdog their last five games this season. 7-3 and straight up on the road. Meanwhile, the Rams, though, 7-3 and straight up um, at home through their last 10. So let's turn our attention to the Rams side of things. Like I said, Two very different teams with two very different mentalities. While the Bengals have done everything to get here, since the, the Rams were expected to be here. If they weren't here, there's going to be a big mistake. You see their numbers up there. Eight and two straight up their last 10, seven and three at home, 10 and 10 ATS. So their ATS number is not as great, especially lately. One and three against the number their last four is a favorite. But this is a team 13 to one preseason to w- make to win the Super Bowl. They went all in, all eggs in the Super Bowl basket. Um, you look at the, I mean, this is a team that just threw caution and draft picks all to the wind. So Matt Stafford, Odell Beckham Jr., Von Miller, Jalen Ramsey, you just think about the list. They haven't had a first-round pick since 2016. They're not going to have another one until 2024, and it wouldn't matter if they take home a Lombardi trophy this year. It's incredible, um, and especially the way that it had to come through for this to be a team that should have knocked out the 49ers' hopes week 18. They shouldn't have even been a playoff team if they lose that game to now ultimately getting over that hump, beating them after six straight losses to San Francisco, getting to the big game. And for Matt Stafford, after all that he has been through, all of the naysayers that he's had to deal with comes up huge. And we talk about the the things for Matt Stafford that make him who he is. Um, I think two of his big identifiers have always been toughness and comebacks, and he nailed both of them um, against my 49ers. I'm a little bit emotional, but, you know, I'm moving on. I'm moving forward. We as betters have to look on 
as you know. But this is a team that's got the pressure on them, right? Like where the Bengals can be Joe Cool, Joe Burr, excuse me, as he's known in those parts. Um, the Ohio boy making good. All cool. I mean, just great storylines, I feel like, all around. But let's get into some numbers. Enough of the feel goods for me. Um, the, the first half numbers are up as well. Rams are favored by two and a half. Um, total for the first half as of right now, 23 and a half. You can bet the first quarter where we've got the Rams uh, minus one for the first quarter. I don't like betting first quarters. I don't know how you guys feel about that. Not my favorite thing. Um, but in terms of trends, relatively even in the greater scope, favorites and dogs, ATS, 29, 24, and two. They're two and two the last four games. But underdogs, good to note, if you like the Bengals on that initial four, Underdogs 10 and 4 against the number of the last 14 Super Bowls. Um, we'll get into more trends throughout the course of the show, but you know that VSIN is the best place to get all of the betting insights for that big game. And right now you can sign up for our free big game betting guide. The digital guide's got trends, strategies, props to watch, tips from our experts, the whole bit. Visit VSIN.com slash Super Bowl to get your free guide and get ready for the biggest football betting action of the year. I could not be more excited. More coming up. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's ready to get to Creighton? You don't watch Creighton. They play, and I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not gonna, the not the Big East tournament. They're, well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That, like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> And then they're never at any of and those. Then have, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? See the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. (laughs) I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Tony on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. 
back to my guys in the desert. I swear my producer, Stephanie Kavershag, is trying to torture me a little bit today with these segments she's come up with. So we're going to play a little contender or pretender with the two teams real quickly that were knocked out of the AFC and NFC Championship games yesterday, starting with, of course, my San Francisco 49ers. Are they a contender or a pretender in the 2022-23 season? Still think contender, okay? Biggest question mark, of course, is going to be at the quarterback position with Jimmy Garoppolo, Trey Lance. Obviously, he traded up to the third overall pick for Lance. Um, he's athletically gifted. There's a plan in place, but my question is, is he ready to be the guy? I don't know. Odds right now for the 49ers next year's Super Bowl, 14-1. to 1. They do have the um, – their number 29 overall pick is going to the Dolphins this year. In terms of free agents, not a ton of – Notable, notable names. I feel like I love this roster at their foundation on both sides of the football, especially in the trenches. Offensive and defensive lines are the strength. Plus, you got your key players coming back. Debo Samuel, one of the best Swiss Army Knife players out there. George Kittle, Nick Bosa, Fred Warner. You've got the pieces. I know it's a tough division, but I say contender. As for the Chiefs, contenders or pretenders, Contender again, um, obviously, as long as the Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, regardless of free agents the team has to deal with, where they are in the draft, I don't care. They're a perennial playoff team. Pencil them in. The AFC West is going to get tougher, um, even with the Raiders changing of the guard to kind of an unexpected GM coach combo. I'll say, who expected him to leave the Patriots? Not me. Um, anyways, that's not confirmed yet by the Raiders yet, mind you, uh, but Obviously, the Broncos, we don't know what's going to happen there with potential Aaron Rodgers rumors that we keep hearing, but a strong division. Justin Herbert and the Chargers set to turn a corner. They should have been, could have been in the playoffs this year. Um, do they lock up Tyron Matthew, Melvin Ingram, who they didn't have to pay much for? He's really paid off in spades. Um, they'll probably want to bring him back, but contender, no doubt. I have contender for both of them. You guys may think I'm crazy, but after I threw the 49ers, um, funeral earlier this year. I just have to show to you all that I am a backer no matter what. Um, and I'm a, we're going to have some fun this weekend. And we've got a great event. I want to let you guys all know coming up here at the South Point on Friday, February 11th, 6 p.m. at the South Point Casino here in Vegas. Big game betting and beers. I'm going to be joined by my guys in the desert, Chris Andrews, Jimmy Vaccaro, Vinny Maiulo. Fun, informative talk at betting this year's big game. They've got stories from behind the book, all the action that these legends have seen over the years. It's free for everybody over 21, so make sure you stop by to see us. Again, it's Friday the 11th at 6 p.m. You're going to get some free samples of my favorite beer, Bookmaker Blonde Ale, specials on Budweiser's. You get signed copies of Chris Andrews' book and learn from these bookmaking experts who we are so fortunate to have on the program Every single Monday, including today, Jimmy Vaccaro and Vinny Maiulo live from the South Point right now. I know we were talking about it before we came on air, fellas, but I, I could not be more excited for next week to get everybody geared up for the big game and to hear some of your awesome memories. What about that picture of the rose with three thorns? My goodness gracious. <laughs> <laughs> we're looking forward to it, Stormy. Yeah. Uh, you know, who, we're... Was the, who was the rose? <laughs> Obviously you, Jimmy. Well, Stormy. Duh. Yeah. Jimmy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> now, we're looking forward to it, Stormy, uh, in the showroom here at the South Point and uh, getting the word out early for the folks that are coming to town and, of course, uh, our locals as well. So we've uh, we've done this every year, and uh, you're going to join us this year and uh, make sure that uh, Jimmy, Chrissy, and I uh, stay in line. Lots of uh, lots of specials. There'll be lots of prizes and everything, Jimmy. We've had a lot of fun with this in the past. We're looking forward to the win we next sure, Friday. We sure have. And to start the show off, Stormy, uh, you're a contender. 
Oh, wow. What a guy you are. You guys are just already trying to butter me up before the event. I see how you are. No, I, I can't wait to hear your guys' stories. And I can't wait to hear about this past weekend, AFC and NFC Championship weekend. I know the handle has just been outstanding these last couple of weeks. So between the Bengals upsetting the Chiefs, the unders cashing, and no more liability on those 49ers futures, rest my ticket's soul. You guys must be making out pretty well, yeah? Well, here's the crazy thing about it, Stormy. Obviously, you know, as we were talking earlier, we were listening to you with the contenders and the pretenders. That's how close it is with these teams anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, the top eight teams could win at any time. So let's just, like, go back. Let's say the kid for the 49ers just catches that interception. Mm-hmm. They win. Now they're contenders. And the other team are pretenders. That's how close it is. But when you're when you're booking – that's the best thing you have only because, I mean, you're going to get play on both sides. Now, for us, uh, it worked out a little bad to the, to a degree. Uh, the first game was just an absolute, we just scooped up everything. But the late game, naturally, uh, with the game falling three, it hurt us pretty good. But what I'm getting at is, like, these games, they could mm-hmm. go from contender to pretender in the last play of the game. That's, from this side of the counter, why I enjoy it so much because – you're laying 11 to 10 on everything you do. We got the best foot. Doesn't mean we don't get our ass kicked every now and then. But uh, they're all contenders and they're all pretenders as far as I'm concerned. You know, Stormy, one of the questions, too, that we were asked is, you know, with the, the Super Bowl, with, with, you know, the Chiefs not being there, with the matchup this year, is is the handle going to suffer? I, I, I Obviously, I don't. Honestly, we were talking at lunch. I don't think so. I mean, it's still the Super Bowl. Folks get excited about it. Uh, the fact that the game is in Los Angeles certainly bodes well. So we had uh, the NFC title game in Los Angeles. So regionally, whenever the Super Bowl is close by, uh, it certainly helps. Uh, and again, I think the, this matchup is, is terrific. Uh, we opened the game uh, four, Rams four. Even though the look ahead was three, uh, you know, Chris Andrews put up the uh, the potential matchups ahead of time. Uh, the, it still sits at four. Uh, the money line has gone from a dollar eighty to a dollar eighty-five. Surprisingly, though, uh, Jimmy, the, the, they bet the total under so mm-hmm. far from fifty. It's down to forty-eight and a half. But I think it'll uh, certainly uh, we'll see some over money as we get through this week and into next week. No doubt about it. And to uh, emphasize a little bit on what Ben Chance did say, there used to be a time. There might have been a time when you got two not not so much marquee teams playing mm-hmm. in the big game. It might hurt to handle it just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Now uh, that stuff's. Maybe we're not going to get to where we were. You know, the Bengals are just simply flying across country in a snowstorm. That may hurt a little bit, but, uh, you know, it, it's the event anymore. Naturally, you like to have your Brady's and your, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers in these type of things. But uh, we'll be jammed. Every sports book in the state of Nevada and in the entire country will be jammed because the game has taken over of something of, of – should be a national holiday only because of the interest that there you know, starts on Friday. So that's where we're at, kid. It really should be a public holiday. Everybody gets Monday off after the Super Bowl. Let's get it in the books. Um, yeah. With regards to <laughs> the Rams and Bengals futures odds from a year ago, because obviously you guys set the Super Bowl odds immediately after the game is over for the next year. So where did you guys have the Rams and Bengals preseason and like so the exact as for what this game could be? So in terms of the futures uh, a year ago, uh, this, uh, January 28th, it's a little bit trickier this year, which we'll get into in a moment, but the Rams, 25-1 to 1 before the Matthew Stafford trade. So they were 25-1, to 1 and the Bengals were 100-1, to 1 and they were higher uh, early on in the season because, again, uh, the, uh, this, there was a lot of love, particularly in the division for the Ravens and the Browns. The Browns were the, uh, were the darling team, and, of course, uh, uh, Big Ben's last year in Pittsburgh. So... 
uh, but 25 and 100 to 1, respectively. And in terms of the exacta going into the playoffs this year, uh, the Rams over the Bengals, 70 to 1 going into the playoffs. And the Bengals over the Rams, 100 to 1 just a few weeks back. Oh, my goodness. You know, you know, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Stormy. Oh, no, go ahead. I want to hear what, from what you. What I was going to say is uh, very simple. I mean, this is a, to some degree like for people like us who have been around the block mm-hmm. so many times. The Bengals won four games last year, right? <laughs> is that how many they won? I mean, if you could put up enough zeros to, like, who's going to win the Super Bowl, <laughs> you'd have to continue just keep cutting it down the line. So that, to me, is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. This youngster, this uh, new Joe Namath in the making, you know, with all the girls and the crazy <laughs> this, I think he'll be popping up on a lot of commercials uh, in a few weeks. But uh, four times they won. They lost every other game. Incredible. I give him credit. I give him it's a lot of credit. Absolutely incredible. You said it four wins last year. They were the worst team in the NFL two years ago and now incredible to see what they're doing with Joey Burr. I gotta get that jacket. We gotta hook me up with one of those jackets he had yesterday. That thing was nice, warm, especially with the sideline reporting, you know. Last thing before I let you guys go, one thing that everybody loves to get in on at the Super Bowl is props. Vinny, if you follow him at Vison Vinny on Twitter, you put up the prop sheet already. What do you guys have out there? Well, Chris Andrews uh, said, let's get a jump on it. He uh, he tweeted it out. I tweeted it out. So there's uh, uh, alternate point spread props. There's certainly the first half. There's every quarter already. Uh, you know, uh, alternate, I mentioned alternate point spread props, uh, the coin toss, which has become an absolute monster, Jimmy, <laughs> yeah. when you think about it. So there's already a page of props. You know, there's no sense in waiting, right, Jimmy? Let's no, get them up uh, as soon as possible and just keep adding to them. And just add on to what Vincent says about the props. You know, I can remember when I was a youngster then and my hair was black in 1979, <laughs> we had three propositions up when the Steelers were playing the Cowboys. Now we have at least 300. And one more, get your crack crew out there to find out where we can get this jacket for you, and I'll pay for it. <laughs> yes, we'll get a VEASAN logo on it and everything. You guys are the best. Thank you so much. And I look forward to hanging out with you guys for betting and beers next week. Take care, Stormy. Good to be with you. That's Jimmy Vaccaro and Vinny Maiulo, our guys at the South Point, and they are just the best. I'm so excited. I love having them in on Mondays. They give such great insight to the book's perspective, and those props are so much fun. The coin toss. You can get it online books, too. They've got um, the color of the Gatorade that's going to be thrown. I will give you some analytics on those throughout the week. Don't you worry. Listen to my guys of the desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back to My Guys in the Desert. This segment brought to you by Zinn Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no spit cups, no batteries to charge, or leaky equipment to deal with. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free. They're spit-free. They're available in 10 varieties, including spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, many more. Plus, for your convenience, every variety now comes in two strengths. You can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zinn, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide so it's never been easier to find your zin head on over to zin.com slash find to locate a store near you that's zyn.com slash f-i-n-d warning this product contains nicotine nicotine is an addictive chemical rolling along here live from circus sportsbook in downtown las vegas every monday we update our be better requests that i make to different players and teams 
around the nation. Um, and one team that I asked to step their game up, first and foremost, the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, they had been rough. They lost 13 games in the 15-game stretch. But now, said step your game up. Look at them. Four-game win streak. I mean, they're still one of the least profitable teams in the NHL, but they're turning the corner, and that's what matters. Had a 3-2 shootout win over the Preds. Stomped the Canadians in Montreal 7-2. Leon Dreisaitl's got five goals and seven points during that four-game stretch. McDavid's got a pair of goals since his six-game drought. And Evander Kane, a real spark in his Oilers debut against Montreal, scored a goal and added four hits on that top line with McDavid. Much better. Now keep it up. Your minus 190 favorites tonight at Ottawa. Um, Oilers lost 6-4 to the Sens earlier this season, but I like a money line. I even like a puck line in a revenge spot. Get the big win. Oilers. In the NBA, I asked Steph Curry to be better, and he was there for a game. He was. Um, but then, you know, turned the corner again after the Timberwolves game. Against the Nets, he went just 5 of 18, 27.8% from the floor, 3 of 10 from 3. And ever since breaking the NBA's three-point record, I feel like he's just taken a huge dip, putting both his season-long field goal and three-point percentages at career worse. Uh, the Warriors keep winning. They're to the tune of the second-best record in the NBA right now, but you need Curry to be superhuman and be Curry if you want to really be a championship team, I would imagine, right? Uh, in the NFL, I asked the Bengals' offensive line to step their game up. And let's go, yes. After you let nine sacks happen to poor Joe Burrow at Tennessee, just one uh, in the AFC Championship game against the Chiefs. It was the Bengals' best running day of the postseason. Played their best late in the game. Saw Joe Mixon take off for 88 yards. Well done. Now can you do it again against the likes of Aaron Donald and Von Miller in L.A.? Speaking of those jack wagons, I asked the Rams to just be the same. Just do what you do. Just lose a seventh straight to the 49ers. It's not that hard. Womp, womp. That's all I can really give you there. Anyways, enough talking about them. Let's talk to somebody who will make me happy. Time to bring in Julian Edlo of DraftKings, content specialist and betting analyst, also host of the Unreasonable Odds podcast. Give him a follow at Julian Edlo on Twitter. See, I need you to smile. You came on grumpy. I already see the grumpy face. We need. There we go. How you doing, Julian? <laughs> no grumpiness. No grumpiness here. Good. No, I'm happy to see you. I appreciate you coming on. Last week, um, this same time, Monday, we had you come on, and we were talking about the Bengals as a team that would be a force to be reckoned with down the line. I totally feel the same exact way. I thought they would be a contender next year or years to come. Here they are in the Super Bowl taking on the Rams. What did you think about them in the AFC Championship game? Unbelievable, right? Like, show me one person. I know we've seen a couple tickets floating around on Twitter today that when that game was 21-3, to thought that the Bengals had any chance of, of coming back. The Chiefs were going to roll. They were rolling. And you can see their drive chart. It's ridiculous. Touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. And then the turnover on downs, the mistake at the end of the half, punt, punt, interception, punt, punt, interception. Like, how did things turn like that? And to me, like, Joe Burrow is is a really amazing story. Um, I don't know anybody that dislikes Joe Burrow. He He's awesome. But Still, the Bengals' offense did exactly what they were supposed to do. Their team total was 24 points. They scored 24 points in regulation. It's not like Joe Burrow beat Patrick Mahomes in a shootout. That game is all about whatever the Bengals' defense, whatever those adjustments were, and whatever mentally Patrick Mahomes got into. Because the Chiefs had 21 points on the board with five minutes left in the first half, and they wound up with 24. That was all the Bengals' defense and all Patrick Mahomes making Huge mistakes, brutal play calls by Andy Reid. That was a mind-blowing result that <laughs> yeah. the Bengals are in the Super Bowl. 
such a combination, right, of the Bengals rallying back and being so impressive and the Chiefs just having that collapse that nobody really expected. It's like they played their Super Bowl a week ago against the Bills. Um, but the Bengals now are going to turn the fa- turn the page, rather, to face the L.A. Rams. Rams uh, laying four in this one. What did you learn about the Rams in last night's game against the 49ers that can help you bet this game coming up in the Super Bowl? I feel like I I learned more about the losers in these games. Like, I wish I could tell you more about the winners. And again, first, the biggest game of Stafford's career, he, he came through in the fourth quarter and won them that game. But again, like the Shanahan fourth quarter thing, you were up 10 in the fourth quarter and you choked it away again after you were up, whatever it was, 31 to 10 on, on the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, choked that away. And then when he was the offensive coordinator in Atlanta, we all know 28 to 3 against Brady in New England. This has just become a trend for Kyle Shanahan late in games. So again, it, it adds more mystique to the Super Bowl. You know, what exactly are the Bengals? What exactly are the Rams? But I feel like I learned much more about the losers in Kansas City and San Francisco yesterday. Um, but what I do know is that as we're talking on air, I just watched this tick to four and a half on DraftKings Sportsbook. So I guess that means betters have faith in the Rams here and they're going to keep fading the Bengals. Interesting. Do you have an initial feel on the game? Since unfortunately we can't bet 49ers and Chiefs. We can't bet the losers. Um, what we have ahead of us is Rams Bengals. <laughs> Did you have a feel when you saw that line come up either way? I know we still have a long time before the game ultimately is played. Yeah, it's far away, and generally these big game lines aren't going to move too much. Like, all the movement is generally done by now. It comes out on Sunday night, moves a little bit, and and that's where it's going to stick for a couple weeks. So there'll be some fun props to talk about. In terms of the game, I don't – I mean, I backed the Bengals to beat the Raiders when the Raiders were the sharp side, and then after that, I've been fading them on the road. I thought mistakes would come on the road, and they wouldn't be able to do this. Um, And now, technically, they're playing on the road again because this game is in the Rams' home stadium. At four and a half, I I think this should be like – two and a half, three. So I guess I'm, I'm interested in the Bengals and four and a half. You te- you use a six point teaser leg. I don't know if you're going to tease the Super Bowl, but maybe get that up to 10 and a half on the Bengals. I don't see this getting to a double digit game, but then you got to take it with an over under somewhere. I-, I think maybe an under, what does that put it at? Under 54 and a half Bengals to 10 and a half teaser. That interests me, but just in terms of a side, I, I kind of like the Bengals to win this game, really. Hey, crazier things have happened than teasing the Super Bowl, right? I mean, we've seen epic comebacks. It's been I crazy, guess so. right? Um, but we'll have to have you on again next week, though, to get some of the, the pr- potential prop bets as you dig deeper into the numbers and the options that DraftKings has. But as for tonight in the NBA, um, game of the night, Grizzly, four-point road favorites in Philly, total in that one, 218. Was that a game that stood out to you to potentially get in on tonight? Yeah, so when I started my NBA research and I was starting up my article on the DraftKings playbook, I had the Grizzlies as a three-point underdog, three-and-a-half-point underdog circled in this game, and then Joel Embiid rest night. So act fast. I I was fortunate enough to scoop up some Memphis plus 120 on the money line, um, but obviously you can't give it out as that because it goes off the board, comes back, Memphis minus, I think it came back at two-and-a-half. It's gotten bet up to four. Um, I think it's at three and a, back to three and a half on DraftKings Sportsbook. That's what I wrote it up at. I think, you know, it stinks to miss out on the good number always, but I think we're fine. We're just at the point where you, you like Memphis in this game. The Grizzlies are 14 and three against the spread in their last 17 on the road. The Sixers are just three and eight straight up in the games Embiid has missed. Memphis is healthy outside of Dylan Brooks. I just think that no Embiid is going to be huge, obviously, not saying much in this game. And the Grizzlies have most of their pieces. 
I think they're going to get this one done by four or more in Philly. Yeah, no doubt. And be an MVP favorite out there for a reason. Um, other game tonight, Trailblazers Thunder, but not necessarily a gameplay for you. You like the Trailblazers minus one and a half in the first quarter. Yeah, so I've been getting into the more NBA data that we get throughout the season, the more I get into these first quarter, first half trends. So Portland has actually been really good in the first quarter lately. They've been a good first quarter road bet all season, 15 and eight against the spread um, first quarter, but they're eight and two ATS in the first quarter in their last 10 overall. And you just go through those games, the eight that they won the first quarter or covered, they were leading by more than 7.1 points per game. So you take that to an OKC first quarter team, they're just 19, 27 and two against the first quarter spread. And this is going to be their first game without Shy Gilgis Alexander, their best player. So I'm looking at a slow start for OKC and a team that just recently has been starting really hot in Portland. So I think that the Blazers will continue to get off to a hot start uh, in this one. Hey, OKC has been slow starters and slow finishers. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. Not <laughs> great uh, overall for the Oklahoma City Thunder this season. You are correct. <laughs> Appreciate you, Julian. You're the best. Have a great day. Enjoy the games tonight. That's Julian Edlow of DraftKings. And again, make sure you check out that NBA article, DraftKings Playbook, um, DK Nation. He's all over the place. Also host of the Unreasonable Odds podcast. When we come back here on the program, Dan Leach of the Detroit City Cast is in the house. He is in Vegas. He's going to join us here on the studio uh, set at Circus Sportsbook. Going to give us his favorite long shot coming up here to end the season. And also, we got to talk about Matt Stafford. It is what it is. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. 
Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Listening to my guys in the desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. Wrapping things up here on my guys in the desert. Remember, if you are looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of CityCast designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. We've got CityCast in Chicago, Denver, LA, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, Washington, DC, and Detroit, which brings me to our guest here, host of the Detroit CityCast, Dan Leach, live in studio in the present. That was bad. We got to look at elbows. Yeah, we got to do it again. There oh, we, we go. got to do one of these things, too. Nailed it. Yeah. I, oh, see, I'm not cool enough. You're super cool. I tell you, Sean King, um, co-host of the Nightcap here on VEASAN, uh, he, before we went on air one day, did that to me, and I didn't blow it up, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm not cool. I'll get it next time. I never got it. You I need never to learn. blew up. You gotta I be like artificial intelligence. You gotta start learning for the machines take over. Yeah. Gosh, it's great to see you though. We never met a person before. I know. I'm so excited. I wish that it was under better terms for me personally, where I wasn't like crying before we came on air earlier today. So now instead, I'm gonna be subjected to talk about Matt Stafford with you here for a little while. But you've been right about him all along, so you get your victory lap here. I do. By the way, I got it all started by taking, the, you know, betting against the Niners in the first game. <laughs> so I got it started for you. But no, you, you look at Matthew Stafford, and it's, you know, for people that don't know, I, I covered Stafford in Detroit uh, working for the Lions flagship for years and was one of the few media members in, in the Motor City that thought he was really good, that thought he was not Stat Padford and not this guy that couldn't get the job done or win the big games. Of course, he was 0-3 in the playoffs before this year. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, in his first year, he goes to the Super Bowl. But this is a guy that he wasn't the problem. It was never Matthew Stafford that was the problem. Yes, he's not Aaron Rodgers or Brady or Big Ben or, or Russell Wilson or some others. He doesn't need to be. Mm-hmm. And when you put the right people around him, which, unfortunately, my Lions, long-suffering lifetime Lions fan, could not do, look what the guy's able to do. He's played great in the playoffs. He's played great for much of the season. And the guy deserves to be in the Super Bowl, and he is. And I think he's going to win it. I will say he got away with that one pass there late in the game, okay? He did get away with it. Poor Tart. Poor Tart. All all quarterbacks at that level can get away with things Mm. and still cover up for it. But when you look at what he's done the majority of the time in his career, and obviously the majority of the time in this season, I said it, you know, on the Detroit CityCast, I said it going back to the preseason, there, not that I was picking them, but there was a real chance that Matt Stafford in his first year outside of Detroit could go to the Super Bowl, and there we go. They're there. And like, and, you the said, and like you said, you think they're going to win it. I Take do. me into your reasoning why you think the Rams have the edge over the Bengals. Well, listen, this is going to be a great game. It's I love Joe Burrow. I mean, Joe Burrow is like, I mean, he's a hero of mine too now. But Stafford has been in the league a lot longer. This Bengals team won five games last year. you got to give them tons of credit. they got tons of weapons, Chase and Higgins and Mixon and everybody else. But when you look at Matthew Stafford and – you know, being this kind of calm and cool leader for all these years in Detroit when things weren't good, and now having the right pieces around him, having Sean McVay, having Cooper Cup, having the weapons they have in, in Los Angeles, as long as he doesn't lose his mind like John Elway did in his first Super Bowl when he's throwing passes 15 yards over receivers, I think that Matthew Stafford's going to be able to not just control the game, but make certain throws that maybe Burrow in his second year, this guy's coming off a big injury, mm-hmm. his second year as the overall number one draft pick. It's, you know, first-time quarterbacks Super Bowls, are, it's tough anyway. But to be in the situation that Stafford's in, having been in the league for so much longer, I just feel like he's going to be calmer. He's looking at after the postgame yesterday. He was he was excited, but he was just kind of, all right, 
we got another game to go. Yeah. This is the, it's great to be the Super Bowl. We're not there yet. We haven't won it yet. And I just think this Rams team, when they match up against Cincy, are just going to be that much better. I don't love the minus four or three and a half. Mm-hmm. I like the Rams to win it, so we're going to do the money line. Well, I was going to say it's four and a half now on that graphic that we yeah, just saw on the, the screen. Move. So uh, clearly other people are believing too, and they're betting it. So Yeah, and I, th- I think that this is just, I think the spread's going to probably stay around that. But I, the Rams just have, when you look at the analytics, when you look at what they've done all season, the division they played in, I mean, the Bengals, you got to tip your hat to them, and they're incredible, going from like almost 200 to 1 at some points mm-hmm. and 125 to 1 to win the Super Bowl earlier in the year or the preseason. To get there is awesome, but I think this is Stafford's year. It just all seems to line up. We know the NFL is sometimes teams of destiny. I think Stafford is a quarterback of destiny, and the Rams are going to be, I can't believe I'm saying this because I'm a lion, <laughs> the Lions are everything to me. He's going to be a Super Bowl champion his first year outside of Detroit. That's crazy. Well, and I think what's kind of been cool, at least what I've seen on social media from Lions fans, is that nobody's really mad about it. Everybody's very supportive, it seems like, all of a sudden, of Matt well, Stafford. We've talked about this before. They're, the majority of like actual real football fans and real sports fans are, well, same thing with Justin Verlander, who went to the Astros mm-hmm. and won the World Series. How can you not be happy for him? The guy worked his butt off, fought his ass off for years in Detroit, did everything he could. It wasn't his fault. Why would you not be happy for him? Mm-hmm. And most people are. But then there's the people that want to hate on him and say he still sucks or if he wins the Super Bowl, it's, you know, despite Matthew Stafford, those people need to get a life. He he deserves it. He's earned it. And why would you not be happy for a guy that did everything he could in your city, did charity work, worked with children, did so many great things? I could be happier for him. No doubt. And not that not to segue here and have it be despite Matthew Stafford, but the defense coming up for the Rams late in the 49ers game in the NFC Championship was huge. And I think something that was really cool and unique about the game yesterday was, I mean, even though, again, for the worst of me and my life personally, that Aaron Donald, who's somebody that doesn't talk a lot, you can see how hungry he is to win a Super Bowl and how hungry that defense was to step up in that moment to get them to this spot. I mean, that's all Aaron Donald's really missing, right, and, is that Super Bowl ring. And the biggest moments you could, not that the Bengals were trying, or not that the Niners were trying to get there, but Aaron Donald, Von Miller, has been to the Super Bowl. You know, he knows what it's like to win. You could just, in those biggest moments, which is what the difference is, a game of inches, that old adage, the cliche, it just seemed like the Rams wanted a little more. And the offensive line for the Bengals um, held up this week, which is something we did not see against the Titans, but how do they do against a defense led by Aaron Donald and Von Miller and those guys that seem to be playing at their peak at the right time, like that, you said? That's the difference. That's I mean, the Bengals, you know, they can cause turnovers. They can, they can get after it, too. But that Rams defense just has the edge on Cincinnati's offensive line, and I think they're going to cause Burrow to make some bad decisions. I think there's going to be a turnover or two, which will be a huge difference. The Rams, like they did yesterday, in those those massive moments, they were just the more razor focused team. And you mentioned having a guy like Aaron yeah. Donald. This this is his time. This is Stafford's time. No doubt, we will be talking plenty about the Super Bowl over the next couple of weeks. You know, it's crazy. This is day one. We have a lot of time to overthink this and see through it and see where the market moves as well. But so I want to talk about some other items that we can bet now, um, other sports that are obviously still in action. Let's start with a long shot spotlight. I, I subject people to games on this program. I don't know if you know I that. love games. So, see, you're my man. Um, last week in my long shot spotlight, I really liked Jared Bednar, the Avalanche coach, to be the Jack Adams Award winner, potentially 22-1. to 1. I also thought it could be worth a flyer on the Chargers at 22-1 to 1 to win next year's Super Bowl. They're a team that almost made the playoffs this you year. You didn't take the Lions so like 700 kidding. to 1? Uh, you know, I have my limits. Um, but <laughs> long shot spotlight, a long shot available on the board right now. Any sport that you like, what is it? Can't believe I'm doing this because my Pistons, who are not that good right now, but they're growing, just beat them in a nice little upset a couple days ago. 
I'm going to go with the J.B. Bickerstaff-led Cavaliers. 80-1 to right now, I believe, on DraftKings. They had their best 32-game start since 2018. Now, there was a guy named LeBron James on that team. I know that Collins, obviously, Collins Sexton out for the year hurts, but the way that Garland's oh. playing, Kevin Love is playing, he's, like, refound himself, uh, you know, Mobley. I, listen, it's a long shot, so it's not like I'm saying, uh, bet the, <laughs> run to the window and bet the Cavs right now. But 80-1, pretty solid for a team that's fifth in the Eastern Conference. You know, they've, they've been really good against the Central Division. And just there's something weird that's going on in Cleveland right now. It's not anything to do with LeBron James for once. Right. right. Um, but there are teams like the Cavs, the Bulls, that I feel like I've asked other odds makers about because their odds just continue to be low. Right. Like, they don't seem to believe in them even when they feel like maybe they're turning the corner a little bit. I like that. What do you think about the Cavs against the Pelicans, though, is my question. Step one. Step one. Step one is uh, getting over that loss <laughs> to the Pistons. The, the, the Pelicans are not, not playing so, good basketball. They're, no, they're so bad. They're right disgustingly now. bad. Uh, I like the number tonight. I think the Cavs get back on track. I know it's up to seven. There's some six and a halfs. That's what I got it at. Uh, yeah, the Pelicans just can't field an NBA team right now. So Cavs tonight, and Cavs is the, the sweet long shot that uh, if, they, if the Cavs had to do, you know, what's the Eastern Conference Finals, I would jump out into the sports book over there in Circa right now. <laughs> Okay, let's uh, turn our attention to maybe college hoops. Is there anything that you like in the college game? Yeah, there. Listen, tonight, uh, you know, it's not the the biggest of slates, but I looked at that Iowa and Purdue, or Iowa and Purdue, Iowa and Penn State game, and Iowa's been scoring in the eighties. Penn State has had their moments. So I'm looking at the over one thirty nine and a half. It's kind of been fluctuating between one thirty nine and a half and one forty. I like that right now. Uh, I just think that the, you know Iowa's going to get in their eighties. I think they've scored in the eighties six of the last seven games. So Penn State, I think, can just get to you know, maybe 60, 62 points, and they're going to be down, I think, a lot tonight. So I, I like the over in that game tonight, 139.5. Okay, we've only got about a minute left with you. What's the latest on the Detroit City cast? Pump it up. Tell us what you've got coming. Well, just being here with you is already improving the ratings. So <laughs> that's huge. But no, we're going to be talking nothing but Super Bowl and, and all the different angles and the props and all that kind of stuff. But also, you know, people in Detroit love Matt Stafford still, and we're going to kind of touch on that kind of stuff and look at what the, you know, we talked about it on your show a couple weeks ago. The Bengals, to me, are the Lions' blueprint. Obviously, getting Joe Burrow is not going to be easy. A guy like that. Find the quarterback. Get the job done. Brad Holmes, who I already have faith in. The new general manager, Sherlock Holmes, as I call him. Build the right kind of team around, uh, you know, the, the next quarterback. And the, that the Bengals were five, a five-win team last year. Lions were a three-and-one tie team win this year. I'm not saying they're going to win the Super Bowl in the next couple years or anything or get to it, but that's the blueprint for you, and we're going to talk a lot about what they can do to get there. No, that's really interesting. Great insight, as always, Dan. We super appreciate you. That's Dan Leach. I'm Stormy Tony. Danny Burke and Rush Hour coming up after this. Keep it locked on Beeson. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex-
National Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free 